0: Well, it's the first day after the Super Bowl, and it's the first time that we've had a chance so far in the new year to talk about Star Wars. So we're going to take the chance, we're going to take the opportunity to do just that. Howdy y'all, Kent Garrison here, along with Brian Gill, here to do our, I guess, traditional Mm -hmm. Star Wars trailer movie breakdown extravaganza-palooza.
1: Yeah. Tradition unlike any other. Uh, We... Put on our Star Wars jackets, we kick Richard out of the, like, the entire podcast. It's not just that he doesn't get to do this for one day only, we've kicked him out, and uh, we'll welcome him back tomorrow, perhaps. We'll see. But, uh yeah, he's he's not allowed to do these trailers, trailer talks.
0: It's part of uh being our, the official podcast of Star Wars, that we're contractually obligated to devote an episode to every trailer, so here we are. <laughs> um. No, I, I will. preface this up front. Uh, we ha- we have done trailer episodes in the past. Some of them have ranged up to an hour long. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be the least of those uh, in terms of length. Uh, sure. I. I. It's getting, and we we can start off this conversation, um, just by talking about the Last Jedi and it's kind of fizzling out of theaters and kind of how its reception came and went. And how that transitions us into this next movie, or their next offering, which is Solo, colon, A Star Wars Story. Mm, the
1: best stories yeah. are
0: Star Wars related. I I, I just, uh, I was always waiting for uh, Solo, colon, A Smuggler's Tale, but that didn't mm. happen. Star Wars, it seems like it's going to be a Star Wars story for all those. Uh, but I thought it would have the word smuggler somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the word. <laughs> I would approve of that. As as the
1: resident fan of smuggling in general. Yeah, you, like. you, you, yeah. you know you're a fair share I of smuggling. Yeah. I immediately graded an A if smuggler is in the title.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, here we are. Yeah, this is the first thing we have, other than Rogue One, since the new trilogy launched, since Disney took over. Uh, we've had animated series from them. We've had some comic book series that they kind of consider canon, I think, a little bit. This is really the first time they've dove in head on into a uh, beloved character, an Ridge Tridge, I should say, uh, <laughs> legacy character. That the, I guess the I guess, Tridge, I, you, you had it right. You yeah, had it right. I call, I, that's what yeah. I call them, the Ridge Tridge. Uh, no, the uh, the Disney people call them the legacy mm-hmm. um, members of the cast, which is the the Skywalkers and and Solos and Chewbacca's. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? Um, and so here we go. With the first spinoff for solo, and uh, it was interesting because this, I mentioned at the force at the uh, outset uh, the Super Bowl was last night, so we actually have two trailers to kind of break down here. We, we had a teaser, a uh, thirty second, forty five second little spot uh, during the Super Bowl, and that was teasing the release of the trailer less than less than eight hours later. Uh, really, when it comes down to it, I don't understand the the strategy there. I guess to, to uh, to direct people to their their site instead of uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, other people's sites, so uh, that's an interesting strategy. But so, like I said at the outset, Brian, the, the last Jedi has come and kind of gone. What's your thoughts on Star Wars on February the fifth, two thousand and
1: eighteen? Yeah, it's in a weird spot just because yep. it's odd to, for us at least, to feel like saying um, star wars is good is like is potentially a divisive statement I I don't know it, that takes back to the prequels I you know we we watched the movie together we reviewed it kind of first take and and I was not super super into it like I really liked a a good chunk of it but the negatives bugged me we went back I saw it again and went back and talked more on it the next week and I, I, I kind of made my peace with it. It was, I got where it was coming from and then I'll be honest with you, dude, like I I kind of, um, I kind of just checked out because, and I don't ever really, yes, because it was a beating <laughs> to deal with uh, the people and like, I love our listeners, I love that we interact with on Twitter and email and Instagram and Facebook and all these other formats. I, I do love that and it's not... I don't like I don't begrudge anybody for like reaching out and expressing their opinion and all that sort of stuff but it, it definitely very quickly got to Whereas like Force Awakens um and even Rogue One which I didn't love all that much compared to some of the others but I I just I wanted to soak it up. I saw it four or five times and I you know read any article and I'm I was happy to engage with anybody. I I very quickly got tired of <laughs> like Talking, engaging with somebody, and then they immediately just start dogging it, and I'm like, oh, I I don't feel like that's, uh, like, you're welcome to your opinion, but that's, I don't feel like that's an accurate representation of what was actually happening, so I just kind of ducked it all for the last couple of weeks, or last month anyway, and just, yeah, um, it is what it is, I... It's. I don't like that we're not all not all Star Wars fans, or the vast bulk of Star Wars fans are just like super excited about the last Star Wars movie. I I, I would much prefer that. I personally expect that's where we're headed back to for uh, Episode Nine. Um, and I just think I think Ryan Johnson had to kind of do some of the dirty work that is not necessarily sitting well with some people. Um, Any anyway, regardless, this is the movie that we're all sort of nervous about just even before Last Jedi, right? Like that was a concern because of A, because we know what was going on behind the scenes with the, the dumping of, of, uh, the original, of Lord and Miller, the original directors. And then also just, I think the content is, a it it was the the biggest why move. Uh It's like,
0: do we really care slash need this slash, uh, is this just a money grab? At least yeah. Rogue One had a little bit of organic nature to the way the story came about and everything like mm-hmm. that, and there was this little story that they could tell that really no one knew anything about other than, like, two lines or whatever in the, right. um, the right. original three movies. This is... Uh, this is You're treading water here. You're walking on thin ice with, with mm-hmm. revisiting mm-hmm. Han Solo, especially after The Force Awakens, and, and my biggest thing here is... What we've seen over the past couple movies, especially with Star Wars, is they can bring back some of these legacy members through the use of CG and make it convincing enough to the audience doesn't tell. Why didn't they do this movie, if it's this sensitive, why didn't they do this with Harrison Ford and just make him look young again through the CG? And make it, You know what I'm saying? Make him look like original uh, trilogy uh, Han Solo and do that, and then you're not offending anyone because, again, it's, it's Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Whether they need the movie or not is another question, but at least you're not walking the line of, okay, only Harrison Ford should be playing that role. And that's Mm -hmm. where I see the most people are offended is nobody should play Paul and Solo. Nobody should play Indiana Jones, but Harrison Ford, no one should play Luke Skywalker except Mark Hamill. I feel like that with those Mm -hmm. beloved characters like that, and uh, there are a few that – maybe had not enough screen time, like an Obi-Wan who is in for maybe a half a movie that you can bring him back with Ewan McGregor at a very young age and do that. And cause you really can't bridge the gap that well. But I just don't know about this, man. I, I love, uh, Alden Aaron who they've cast as Han Solo. I think he's, he's talented and we've liked his work before, but I, I feel sorry for him in this case because he's got a tough job convincing the audience to, um, mm-hmm. believe him as Han Solo, as opposed to, uh, what they've all come to know and love. So that'll be the biggest trick with this is, yeah, can we get past the illusion that this guy isn't Harrison Ford? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's going to be tough, but I yeah. think the supporting cast is strong. Obviously they stuck to a standard with these spinoff movies. Uh, visually, it looks very much like rogue one yeah. stylistically. And uh, it almost looks like Gareth Edwards directed this with how gritty and uh, the scale and everything that this is in. So mm-hmm. excited to see, what Ron Howard brings to the table, and uh, where Lord Miller uh, stepped yeah. away, and where he came in—where if you can see a noticeable gap there w- between the two different styles, or if it's all Ron Howard—I'm I'm very interested to see how it comes together in the end. I think it's going to be positive. Mm-hmm. I think with uh, with I I think this is going to be a B to a B-plus kind of a movie. I don't think mm-hmm. this is going to be yeah. strong, but I think this is going to be... And that's fine. I see what right? they were going I mean, for. It was strong in parts. Yeah. It wasn't the best Star Wars movie, but who cares because it's a spinoff. That's what I kind of feel here. I don't think this is going to be a disaster. I don't think it's going to flop in the box office. I don't think people are going to you know, go out wanting the head of Alden Aaron Rick after this. And people say, yeah, mm-hmm. he was great. It was fine. It was just... Uh, we don't know if this was completely necessary to be made. But that's the only real thing... Yeah. We can say. Uh So that's kind of my prediction for it. We're going to go through the trailer here and, and talk about the little Easter eggs and things uh, that we've seen in the trailer. But what are your thoughts on, on where we are with Solo as we move yeah,
1: forward? Yeah, I'm i on record as of the three of us. I think Richard yeah. is more in your camp. I Is it necessary? No, but I don't think it's a bad idea. And I also don't think... I think the way that they're doing it is a reasonable thing to expect from a big Hollywood studio in 2018. You know, like it, uh, to me, it's kind of, it goes back to the conversation about remakes and reboots and all that sort of stuff. We're not going to, it's not, that's not going to stop. It's not, this is what they're, to get a Star Wars movie every year, which is what they want. And Honestly, it's what I want. I mean, there may be fatigue at some point, but it's for me, it's not setting in now. And maybe I'm spoiled because, uh, well, we are all spoiled. If if we're complaining about Star Wars movie every year, we're very. I think we're very spoiled. But regardless, there if they're gonna do one of these movies every year, you're going to get origin stories. You're going to get, uh, you know, going dipping into the legacy, and and you hope that as they go, as they kind of build. The not necessarily the expectation, but like set the standard of what to expect from these movies. You hope that they'll go into because Star Wars is such a vast universe that they'll go into some of those stories and get outside of legacy characters and outside of the trilogies that we already know and all this sort of stuff. So, I yes, that's what I want, but I also am pragmatic about how all this happens. Like, I'm I don't know, this seems like a very it's a, it's a bit of a risky project when you really yeah. dig into it but just on paper if you're just if you said, I don't know, if, if when they announced that uh the Disney bought Lucasfilm and they would have said up front, okay, we're going to do an original trilogy every year from we're going to have a Star Wars movie, what and we just like wrote down predictions of what that would be. If if they told us we're going to have like these sort of standalone stories this is absolutely, this is one of the first five things you write down, I think. Just not not necessarily, to to your point, from like a necessary standpoint or a, this is what I want or anything like that, but just if I'm, if I sat down and said, okay, what is the most likely thing to happen in this sequence? This is 100% one just of the because first Because he's the only five, character easily,
0: three. Three. Yeah. from the original trilogy that was a main character that we didn't have any prequel to. We sure. know all about Skywalker's origin and Anakin and Leia and obi-wan yeah. and all them and in and r2d2 even more than we know about Han solo <laughs> yeah so. so my
1: whole thing w- with it the whole bit is yes it is it, i don't know that it's necessarily this is something we absolutely have to have but it was going to happen so my whole point is just let's just do it well and and to your point i think if this is a b plus it's a win because it's gonna i don't know what the budget is but it's it's there's it's almost impossible it's definitely for a star past wars what it should be what it yes, was originally that's totally true but it's almost impossible for a star wars movie at least at this point to not make a good chunk of money and if they can make a good chunk of money if they can kind of um just show like hey here's what you can expect here's the t- here's what we're going for tonally with these stories and what we're we're trying to accomplish Come, put this in the same category with Rogue One and then the next one around will be I think it's Kenobi or Boba Fett whatever tie them all together this is kind of what you can expect and now maybe five movies down the line we'll start going into other stuff that you you aren't as familiar with and we'll we'll see where it goes i but if this is like a if this is a b to a b plus kind of movie i'm i'm satisfied because i'm still getting uh, I'm still getting Star Wars every year, and I'm still getting an opportunity to like explore this universe. There's gonna be ones that aren't as good as some of the others, and that's just I don't know. That's a fact. Like that's just how it's going to go. But um, to me, I don't know. I, I still feel, and I don't know if you if you feel the same way or not. I feel like we're we're starting to see a little bit of of spoiled bratness from the Star Wars fanboys of just like how furious it, it, things how quickly we get to an outrage point and it's yeah. like y'all i mean we went <laughs> we went 16 years without a star wars movie and uh, then we went another decade with garbage star wars so let's just let's all calm down it, a little it, bit just it's to, the know.
0: the inability to move on into the new age of star wars is what it really is it's it's people that have latched sure. on to the original trilogy and uh that is sacred ground and and, and you can't rewrite that and that should be yeah i think that should just stand alone and they should move on i honestly do think that i think they should stop bringing back and stop trying to make connections to the original trilogy at this point i think that they they can do that and no nobody would care but the problem is is that you do you bring back a luke skywalker in the last jedi and you treat him like you do it's like well you didn't have any scenes with leia or Mm -hmm. uh you know uh, there was really no you no, know, none of the characters that they brought back really interacted with each other. It was kind of weird how they planted the seeds with the the legacy plus the new people. So mm. I think to rub rub people the wrong way, just kind of how they were involved in, in the new uh, Star Wars. Like uh, Mark Hamill has been very vocal in the past, I don't know, since he's been doing the press tour about this wasn't Luke Skywalker. This isn't this isn't what I would do. This is what isn't what the fan the legacy fans want of uh, of Luke. They don't think that this is the way he would act or all that, you know? And so there's this very weird dichotomy between people that are super on board with Rey and Finn and moving things forward and let's all steam ahead with the new age of Star Wars and the people that are so latched on to the past that they can't accept that Star Wars is is not like it was um, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson's response to that, The Last Jedi, is a very funny meta kind of middle finger to all that to mm-hmm, just, yeah. just get over it and move on. This is what it's gonna be now and you've gotta let go at some point. We're sorry. And yeah. And this is the culmination of that is let's take one of the most, if not the most, beloved character in the series and completely rewrite it for a new generation. And this is definitely the most risky thing. I mean, I'm just waiting for one of these Star Wars spin offs to to come to come around from some from Taika Watiti or some Smaller director that's got a good track record right now, and it's just like they released the synopsis, and it's just like we follow a group of bounty hunters as they seek one of the rebel spies, and like that's the plot synopsis. And it's like, oh, it's one of these weird, cool sectors of Star Wars that you can look Mm -hmm. into. It doesn't necessarily have to have any root in anything that people have a preconceived notion about. But it can exist in the universe and still be an entertaining, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm I think that's for. where we're I, heading I, to. I, I hope I, so. I, I don't want the uh, Ryan Johnson I don't, trilogy. I don't want is... Kenobi to be the next thing they announce. <laughs> oh, Hugh McGregor returns as Obi Wan. And I'm just like, just We. Qu- can we just A- do something new? I'm sorry, Ariel.
1: Ariel is so mad right now that you said that. No, it's it's. <laughs> He's I, I great. Think, He's great. I think we are headed that direction. I think because the Ryan Johnson trilogy is supposed to be uh, disconnected from its new characters, new setting, new everything. From what we have heard to this point, I think the it, in hindsight you could say that the plan of we're gonna move that we're gonna start here and we're gonna expand out they probably could have Kathleen Kennedy and company probably could have said from the from the outset we're going to do this we're going to do the trilogy and that will you know build from what you already know but everything else we're just going to go all over the place and maybe that would have been a better I, but but you I think I kind of feel like that's a little bit of hindsight being 2020 like I think you I think if you're sitting in that meeting trying to to figure out, okay, here's we're going to plan out the next 10 years of Star Wars movies, I feel like you're it's a natural thing to say we want to start slow and build in that direction so that pe- we don't lose our our core audience. And, and you're right. Like there's a there's kind of a not necessarily a disconnect there, but it's it's a bit of a clash. And I think there's I think there's room on both sides to like come together a little bit like I think that I think the Star Wars people I think Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and Disney and all that probably need to step out a little bit and come and do something that's a little different that um you know challenges the audience in a different way than the last Jedi challenged audiences, you, you know what? and try to do something different. but yeah. I will say the fanboys. Of which I am one. I'm a, Star Wars is like the number one thing that I care about pop culturally. Uh, we are with Last Jedi especially. We are coming dangerously close to uh, to becoming Trekkies, and that's not. I don't say that to be disparaging of people who love Star Trek because I love Star Trek. But one of the things that drives people crazy about if you're not a hardcore Trekkie that drives you crazy about other about Trekkies in general is just this like. Rabid religious devotion to that's every not single you piece don't of King. Exactly, and, and you, it, it just we're we're turning into an entire group of George Lucas's saying that's you know. I you know how it happened. That's not how it happened. It's and not. That, it's he didn't. There was no Obi Wan, and
0: uh, it's very aggravating. <laughs> so Yoda wasn't like was around when the Last Jedi <laughs> died. <laughs> both
1: both uh, parties need to need to stay, take a uh, a step or two in to kind of, yeah. bridge the, before we become insufferable. Uh, that's, that's my, that's my not to say yeah. that if you had problems with Last Jedi, or you didn't like Last Jedi or whatever, that you're, that you're wrong or dumb or anything like that. It's just, there's a way to have a conversation about that, that um, was missing in a lot of the conversation uh, surrounding Last Jedi over the last couple months. So anyway, we yeah. should probably talk the trailer at some point. Yeah, uh,
0: Just one more thing I was thinking of here. Um in terms of indie directors coming on board and and kind of having their voice in the new Star Wars it's going to be tough. Uh I mean I know Ryan Johnson yeah. was a relatively unknown director at the time uh that he came aboard but man I would I would think it'd be really cool and a great idea for Lucasfilm if they started some kind of imprint studio. You mm, know some sure. kind of yeah. Dreamworks as studio yeah. called like Skywalker Studios and you hire these filmmakers that are dying to get into the business, A, but B, super passionate about Star Wars and what Star Wars should be, and you you do these small little indie movies for a million dollars each, you don't even yeah. have to release them theatrically, <laughs> you put them up online, you put them on Netflix, you do whatever, and they're kind of endorsed by Lucasfilm, but they're not a part of the official canon and they're not stepping on anyone's toes, but it's an opportunity for them to kind of explore these these random stories of... You know what a villager was like in Tatooine, or whatever you want to do. You know, and yeah, that that'd could be, be a very cool. Thing. cool. Yeah, I
1: you just, could do an awesome film festival out of that if you really wanted to, and just be yeah. like, "We're doing a a short film Star Wars film festival," and they they kind everything do, do here do will yeah.
0: be that would be incredible, but more yeah. of an official Lucasfilm endorsed. Basically, them them it would be yes. them vetting yeah, 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 yeah. fan films. Essentially, is what I'm saying.
1: Yes, no, uh, I totally I, I think
0: agree. I yeah. just think that's what the fans want is to. To really show us what the galaxy has to offer other than just Mm -hmm. repeating Mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. And uh, so here we go with Solo, a Star Wars story, speaking of repeating uh, themselves. So (laughs) we have some cool glimpses uh, to start off the trailer. Uh, We kind of have shots, close-up shots of hands turning on the Falcon, it looks to be, or a ship that resembles the Falcon in almost new shape, uh, pristine condition. Uh, I'm talking about the trailer trailer. The full length trailer that we have, the mm-hmm. minute 40 version, not the 45 second version, uh, if you're following along at home. So uh, then we have a speeder of some kind that's reminiscent mm-hmm. of Luke's Tatooine speeder going through some kind of city tunnels. And then we get our first glimpse of Solo with uh, Kira. Yeah. I guess her name is.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Uh, Amelia Clark. <laughs> Amelia Clark of Game of Thrones fame is riding with him in the car. We see here in the car that he has his gold dice hanging from the <laughs> center console uh, rearview mirror area thing. So that was a big point of emphasis in The Last Jedi is why they included the dice, and Luke had this big moments with them and everything. They don't really explain much about them, and the other Star Wars movies are just kind of there in passing or whatever, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. apparently they had shot this sequence – in the force awakens with han like coming back onto the falcon and like pulling him out of his pocket and hanging him up and this whole sentimental moment so it was supposed to be a way to connect these movies yeah uh without saying anything just by this item and so mm-hmm. here's going to be probably another piece here of so i think all that's to say the dice are going to be more important after we see the solo movie in the last jedi we're going to be like oh that makes more sense now yeah. because of uh maybe we have some origin of that here uh, so we have him flying through the streets in a speeder. It looks like he's getting away from some robbery or smuggling of some kind. He says a line if, through voiceover that he's been doing doing crime since he was ten years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also a line in the in the 40 second teaser of him. Uh, I guess I guess signing up to be in the Empire. It looks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you know about that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, the traditional. Which I, I guess is canon, and maybe is no longer canon. The the traditional Han Solo origin story from the expanded universe and such is that he is a uh, an Imperial Flight Academy washout. Um, who, <clears throat> if they go with most canon, I think, or most stories that surround that, have him uh, bailing out of that when he. Uh, saves Chewbacca, that he, he saves Chewbacca and, and potentially uh, in whatever story you're going with many more Wookiees from uh, slavery in the empire and, and says, okay, I'm done. And, and, and is, you know, not necessarily washed out. He, he becomes a, uh, an Imperial uh, target basically for, for pulling that.
0: Okay. So I'm assuming the only canon they're, they're going to call official would be the Ridge Tridge plus Force Awakens and the uh, the prequels. And mm-hmm. maybe, are they considering the Clone Wars uh, canon? Or is, are they, did they reset yes. with Rebels? Yes, Cl- Clone, so Clone Wars, Wars is, is canon
1: okay. and then Rebels as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: Alright, cool. So we have some more close-up shots of the car as he's flying through. It looks like uh, the control unit is similar to the targeting system from the X-Wing. I noticed in the middle of that, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Again, more shots of them flying through the streets. On the hovercraft, he's doing some cool maneuvers, showing his pilot skills. Then we have an overhead wide shot, panning over some mountains of some kind with snow, it looks like, Mm -hmm. and some fog. Then we see a behind-the-back shot of this looks-to-be Solo with a fur coat. I wonder if this is a Wookiee. Fur, (laughs) I
1: hope not. Oh, that would be sad. Yeah, I guess we'll find out the origin
0: of that. And then we have eerily reminiscent of the Force Awakens original teaser trailer, the shot uh, through the tunnel of the Millennium Falcon. This time, though, Mm -hmm. completely pristine. Yeah. So some sometime between here, I'm guessing when Han Solo is. Uh, 20 early 20s to when yeah. he's mid 30s so a lot of crap happens to the falcon because yeah which is you know, awesome know. right so like that's, maybe that's how it should be yeah it seems like
1: we're seeing the millennium falcon like coming off the lot right like it's a brand new ship basically
0: exactly uh from then we have a wide shot uh and the exterior of the millennium falcon with looks to be han solo again by the way, Alden Ehrenrich does look like him in silhouette and from behind and the hair mm-hmm. and everything looks like 70s era Harrison Ford. Yeah, so totally. So they, they yeah. nailed it from that perspective, but it, it's going to be a hard sell in the dialogue and everything because he had such a personality, mm-hmm. such yeah. an you know, unmistakable personality. So again, on this scene with him looking up at the Falcon, it looks like it's maybe Tatooine because we see two sons behind mm. the cockpit. So it might be that, it might not. uh who knows we'll have to see uh maybe that's where it leads off Is him on Tatooine walking into the uh walking into the uh uh cantina uh-huh. maybe that's how the movie ends i, yeah, I i'm gonna put money on the fact that that's how it ends though okay he, i like it is he in these it leads with him sitting at the bar in the cantina in the cantina band playing okay so uh then we have him and another figure walking down towards the ocean and this looks to be woody harrelson that he's mm-hmm. walking with yeah yeah. What do we know Treasure? about uh Woody Har- American Treasure. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's uh, role in this movie or his character. His character's I... name is Tobias yeah. Beckett. Funke.
1: Oh man, dang. Oh, Funke. I was hoping it was Funke. Uh oh will you excuse me. Um yeah, I think the bit for Woody is that he's like he's uh Her- he's, I almost said Harrison Ford. He, he's uh he's Han Solo's mentor in crime of some sort. We got the whole I'm putting together a team We're putting together a team,
0: whole, uh, McGruber. Yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of putting together a team. So, As long as he uh, doesn't
0: personally pack it full of C4 <laughs> explosives that he put in there with his two Tug, bear. Tug! Yeah.
1: Tug! You guys okay? That I personally
0: packed in there with my own bear. All right. Um, so Tobias Beckett, uh, it looks to be maybe he's influencing him to leave the empire of some kind. And then we have a montage of, again, Kira. Uh, walking away with some droid, walking away from the Falcon, and then we have our first glimpse at uh, Childish Gambino himself. So great. Donald Glover as Lando, which is cool. Yeah, that shot is great. The
1: shot in the Super Bowl ad was incredible. Him in the awesome fur coat. That was my favorite shot of that whole... I mean, it's 40 seconds long. It's not like there's a whole lot to dig into there, but... That was such a cool shot to see him just in
0: full Billy D. Williams. I, you know, I, he's. I, you I'm as excited Lando, about that yeah. as I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm as, as be excited Lando, about that as yeah. anything else. It yeah, this should have been awesome. called Han and Lando, <laughs> yeah. buddy cop. So we get that. We get a Tandy Newton shot. So she's in in this movie. Uh, role yet to be undetermined on how big that is. We have mm-hmm. a not Maz Kanata, but a Maz Kanata esque character. Flying a plane that seems to have four arms, yeah. So that's cool. Um. Then we have a behind-the-back silhouette shot again, of um. Harrison Ford. It looks maybe in Jabba's palace of some kind. Maybe mm. uh, Chewie's first shot. He has double uh, armor. Ammo holsters. Did you see nice. that? Yes, yes. It's another Chewie. The, ban- Chewy you're the bandolier. Double yeah. bandolier. Double bandolier.
1: Yeah. Double bandolier. Pretty awesome. Yeah. You need to pre-order that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I I, might already have it. We'll see. You know, just, I've got my ways.
0: Uh, So it looks like Woody Harrelson is recruiting Han and Chewie for some kind of mission. Some kind. And we have more flipping of switches, more Millennium Falcon. Then we have a shot of Lando flying the Falcon with the robot in the... Co-pilot mm. seat, so yeah. this is probably before Han gets it from Lando, or wins it from Lando mm-hmm. in the uh, game. Very cool. Then we have a uh, title card this summer, and a nightclub of some kind. Again, this goes back to my Last Jedi thoughts. Go back and listen to our review. Does every Star Wars new movie need to have some kind of casino, bar, place... Yeah where there's tons of aliens just hanging out so we can mm-hmm. see the full yes. scope of the galaxy. I'm tired of that that bit.
1: <laughs> it's a requirement. We Sorry. know there it's are aliens. The uh, yeah. It's in the contract.
0: And then we have a uh, standoff sequence. It looks of some kind. So, like a Western. And uh, Man, whoever... Han Solo is fighting in this is a really really cool yes. helmet that I'm gonna yeah. pre-order that <laughs> thing right there. It's a mix of Kylo Ren plus a Sandrooper.
1: Yeah, it's a little there's something. a little Mad Max to this whole like Marauder right. gang thing. Yeah, pretty cool. That's
0: what I mean. Like the bounty hunters. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much you can do with that. Yeah, in their own movies in their own universe. Uh, I think that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, more shots of the robot looks like Alpha from Power Rangers in a way. <laughs> uh, more yeah. ships flying around more of Han Solo flying the ships looks like he has a relationship of some kind with Kira yeah that they're hinting at him flying another kind of ship and a funny line from him and what a cool what's ships. your name and he says I don't know and then it says Solo a Star Wars story bold prediction his name's not going to be Solo that's going to be some kind of nickname Han <laughs> Solo he's going to have some kind of other galactic name or empire name. Sure. Uh so that could happen. What what's a big uh, go out on a limb on a big prediction for this movie, I guess Brian.
1: Ooh, let's see. Big prediction for this movie. Um man, you're you're much better at predictions on this sort of thing than I am. I oh, I think we might get a little I I be it would be very interesting to me and it seems like the type of thing that would be too much for them to pass up but I think so so it seems like we might get a little Darth Vader action in here somewhere that that wouldn't surprise me uh too much if uh if there's some kind right. of there's a 45 second scene in which he's running into or away from or something uh Darth Vader that that'd be uh that'd be pretty
0: great that that um that's Probably the most obvious would be Darth Vader or Jabba the Hutt or Boba mm-hmm. Fett somewhere yep. along the line. One of those three villains are the villains of Han Solo. So maybe I, I wouldn't think it would be Darth Vader. I would I would go more on Boba Fett slash Jabba. Would be the big yeah. That'd be
1: cool. Big Boba um, Fett would be awesome. That's a good. That's a good one. I hadn't thought of that. Be, maybe a,
0: be- maybe a ooh. Here's one. A Greedo cameo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe he's got some beef with Greedo before. <laughs> uh, Greedo shot first
1: sure yeah he did and
0: um, did you notice that the Millennium Falcon that they use here is different in yes. shape than the original one that we know it looks like there's a piece at the, at the very beginning or the little gap or the, the two front teeth gap mm-hmm. on the Millennium Falcon is is full on the one in this movie so yeah. maybe we explain how that happens mm-hmm. or it gets, chipped, our... it gets chipped off or it's an escape yeah. pod of some kind who knows
1: You gotta remove it so that you can make the kessel run in twelve
0: parsecs. That's my bet. That's my bet. Anyway. Really? You
1: gotta get a little you gotta look a little more aerodynamic. That's all I'm saying. Ooh,
0: yeah. That's probably something like that. There's a really cool Bit in the in the uh, trailer where he uses the Falcon like to slap a Tie Fighter, I like yes, that too. That was awesome. <laughs> Not gonna shoot at it, but just like s- you know, run it off the road, <laughs> kind of so to speak. So I liked that on um, the ways that they can yeah use the tie, the the Falcon. I like the, yeah the Falcon's so cool, man. The
1: Falcon's awesome, best maybe <laughs> the best. best ship ever. It um, is. The best. I I think that's something that I'm loving about these new uh, Star Wars movies is the opportunity to do. Really cool dog fights and space battles and all that stuff, and there's there's a chance of overkill with all of that as well. I mean you can do more so that you do do more you know it's, at some point you you get to a place where it's just like this is too much going on, but um I love what you can show in space now that um that was n- nearly impossible to to accomplish in in seventy seven and eighty and in eighty three and and so that Man, to see the Falcon in full glory in this, uh, for what, I mean, we think at least kind of the bulk of the movie is going to be
0: really cool. I think they're going to have some kind of thing about carbonite in here. Something with the Jarek chess game. I'm just thinking of all the Han Solo things that we've had. Sure. Uh, Hopefully they learned, that's one thing that I'd love for them to take from. The blaster
1: yeah the blaster unhooking was a cool shot in this trailer too um I hope something that they take from last jedi or the the response to last jedi is there is a there is an overkill on the references that you can make to the original trilogy or the original characters and stuff like that you and or maybe there's a there's a a limit on the number of times and places and ways in which you can purposefully like call out, oh, there's a Han Solo thing. Like just Never tell me. No, know. Give dogs, us yeah, like, give us three like or four of those things. Yeah. That's fine. That's something to be expected and we can all handle that. But anything else you're gonna do, just just kinda let it let it sit a little bit. Let it lie, you know? Do it
0: subtly maybe. Just leave it be. Uh, salacious be crumb, maybe? <laughs>
1: yeah, let's let's get a little bib fortuna action going on in here. That'd right, be
0: pretty cool. I, I there's there's a lot to explore with just the beef between Jabba and Han too, because they make it seem like in uh, New Hope and Return of the Jedi that these guys go way back, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I hope we get more of that than we do just Han and and Lando uh, telling jokes and things like that. So sure. um, that's the full breakdown, man. This is just a teaser trailer. We're still gonna get a full trailer. Maybe we'll have to come back and return more more solo. A Star Wars story thoughts at that point in time. Yeah. But um, this is a nice surprise. I didn't know they were dropping this for the Super Bowl. And this on top of some other trailers that which we will talk about. Yeah. On this week's episode. Uh, normal episode in which uh, we're talking Molly's game. Mm-hmm. Talking Super Bowl trailers and all that good stuff. So join us then. Brian, thanks as always. Yeah. For hopping on and talking Star Wars. I know oh, you're always... Fun. always always uh, just a text yeah. message away when it comes to <laughs> <podcasting> <laughs> I recorded twelve
1: Star Wars. Star Wars podcasts today you just, do it on your own just, just by to myself your fix. they'll never yeah. get released but uh, yeah that's yeah. how I spend my time mm-hmm.
0: exactly and um <laughs> thank you at home for listening. Uh, until next time Brian where can we find you online you can find me on the twitter bgill12
1: you can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the madaboutmovies podcast newsletter which
0: went out today
1: Kent where can we find you
0: find me on twitter instagram snapchat at kent garrison and again if you want to hear our full thoughts on star wars the last jedi the force awakens the original trilogy the prequel trilogy we have all those episodes available for you to download for free Mm -hmm. if you like what you hear and you want to support us and you want to hear a lot more Mad About Movies, join the VIP club in in which we release bonus episodes every single week. How about that? Yeah, yeah. MadAboutMovies.com. MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com slash VIP if you want that. Uh, So until next time, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Bye.